Welcome to the Vine Church TC Community Podcast. This is Jamie Jones, your host, and I am so excited to share with you conversations with people right here in our very own community. I hope this brings us all closer together and reaffirms to each listener that you belong. My guest today is somebody I have known for quite a long time, almost 17 years. He is somebody who is very dear to my heart because he is the father of my children. Also, he is my husband. And in this interview, he shares what it means to work at the cardiac cath lab at Cadillac. A lot of people aren't sure what that means when he tells them. And he also shares some of his faith journey. He shares about a question he has for God. And towards the end, he also talks about something good that's coming out of this crazy quarantine time. So you're going to want to listen to the whole thing. I'm really excited to share this interview with you because it was fun to interview my husband. And I hope you enjoy listening to this and getting to know him a little bit as well. Joni, thank you so much for being on this podcast. I know you pretty well, but a lot of people don't know you. Who are you? Uh, I'm Tony. <laughs> I'm a 42-year-old registered nurse from the Seattle area, married to Jamie, three kids, Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, so where are you from? You said Seattle. Uh, is that where you lived your whole childhood or kind of like where, where did you grow up? Uh, born in Salem, Oregon, but my uh, parents moved to uh, the Seattle area, Kirkland specifically, when I was one years old. And I spent all my childhood years there. Okay. And uh, what about your family of origin? Can you tell me a little bit about your family? My mom, Lynn Jones. My dad was uh, David Jones. He died when I was 11 years old from lung cancer. And then I have one sister who is two years younger than me, Denise. Okay. And then uh, what about your family now? Now, obviously, I'm married to you, Jamie, uh, for 16 years now. And we have three kids. Kai is 12, Cohen is 10, and Karis is 7. That is so crazy. Okay. And what is your occupation? I am a registered nurse at uh, the Cardiac Cath Lab uh, here in Cadillac. Okay. What is the Cardiac Cath Lab? What does that mean? So in the Cardiac Cath Lab, our primary duty would be cardiac catheterization. So uh, we're treating coronary artery disease. So we get emergent cases, like people having active heart attacks that come in and we have to treat them immediately within within less than an hour. Uh, We also pre-treat people with uh, blockages so they don't have a heart attack. Um, And then there's other things that we do, like treating the same kind of thing, blockages in lower extremities, legs and such. Uh, And then other little uh, procedures like port placements for people that are getting chemotherapy and nephrostomy tubes and all kinds of uh, radio- radiological procedures. Mm, just little things, just little things like ports. 
Yes. <laughs> okay. And how long have you lived in the Tri-Cities? This time we have been here just over four years. Uh, we went away for about six years um, to places like Hawaii and Belize, but we had previously lived here about five years. Okay. And how or when did you first connect with the Vine Church? So our first time at the Vine uh, was the Easter Sunday that we, in the year that we first moved to the Tri-Cities, we, uh, Cadillac put us up in a townhouse that was basically in the backyard of uh, Sunset Elementary where the church meets. Um, we didn't really go to the church again until a couple years later when the church that we had been going to kind of uh, just wasn't the right fit for us anymore. And we took a little bit of time off from church. And when we decided to go back to church, we had good friends, the Martins, and uh, we had a, had a good experience at the Vine in um, the one Sunday that we had been there and, and uh, decided to try it out. And it stuck. You know what? It's so funny because that first Sunday that we went to church, like you said, it was Easter. And so, of course, it was like the best Sunday ever because it was Easter candy and the huge Easter egg hunt and everything. It was windy. I remember that. It was super windy, but it was so much fun with all the Easter egg hunts and all that kind of stuff that ever since then, our kids wanted to go back. And I kept telling them, it's not going to be like Easter Sunday. Like it's not going to be Easter Sunday every week. But I just thought that was so funny because that was the picture they had in their minds of yes. Divine Church. But truthfully, though, they have um, they have wanted to go back even, you know, after we went back and it wasn't Easter anymore, they still really liked the vine. And so. Well, anyway. maybe that's a good idea for uh, increasing children's desire to go to church, have candy every Sunday. <laughs> uh, you know, there are some that do that. Okay. Uh, all right. The next little tidbit of information I'd like you to share is what are some of your interests and hobbies? Um, when I'm not working, I like to read, uh, listen to music, play music. And most of all, I like to travel. What do you mean by play music? What does that mean? Uh, I play guitar and I sing. Um, and I like to play by myself and with my kids who also play instruments and with you sometimes when you're, I need to practice <laughs> <laughs> when you practice and you're ready to play the piano again. Right. You know, I gave you a couple of questions in advance and you, you left out one of your hobbies that I think you need to mention. And that is beer. Yes. I enjoy drinking beer. How is beer a hobby? Well, <laughs> I mean, I think wine tasting would be considered a hobby too, right? Okay. I think, yeah, it's, I don't know if you would call it a hobby. It's much, maybe it falls into the passion. Oh, well, that's coming next. I think it fell, yeah. it fell into the, the topic of interests because it was interest slash hobby. Yes, I'm very okay. interested in beer and okay. I have brewed before and I'd like to do that too, but primarily I'm interested in drinking it. Right, right. Okay. So... You kind of mentioned passionate, that beer might be under the passionate category. What other things are you passionate about? Well, my family. Um, I'm passionate, passionate about uh, the world, 
Um, I love travel. I love cultures, cross-cultural experiences, you know, different countries' foods, um, movies, their, uh, anything to do with travel and obviously helping people as well as a nurse. Um, I'm driven by uh, wanting to help people. And a lot of that for me comes from my experiences traveling. Hmm. And yeah, like I said, beer. Uh, but yeah, my family and travel, I think, are so huge on my list. So basically, a combination of all your passions would be to take your family on a vacation and drink beer? Yes. That's, that's <laughs> what we spend a lot of time doing on our vacations. <laughs> Me drinking the beer, not, not the whole family. <laughs> yeah, thank you for clarifying that. Okay. Okay, so now I want to kind of transition to uh, you telling us a story sort of an overview of your faith journey, kind of where have you been and where are you now in your faith journey? Yeah. So, um, I grew up, my mom is a uh, ordained Presbyterian minister has her masters of divinity. So Christianity and church was always a huge part of my life. At the same time, my dad wasn't a Christian. Um, and like I said earlier, did die when I was 11 years old. Um, uh, he did know God and he did accept him before he died, which is um, a big relief on all of our hearts. But um, I think that the combination of having a mother for a pastor and losing my dad young was what really shaped my uh, faith um, through the struggles of dealing with the loss and, and doubts and questioning why would God do that to also having that strong background of, of knowing that God is there and providing for us. And so I think I accepted Christ at a fairly young age and then went through a lot of struggles and doubts about whether what I believed was really what I believe and that whether God really was good. And um, I think that at some point as an adult, everybody has that moment where your faith becomes yours, not your parents' faith. And for me, a lot of that happened um, traveling and being in a place like India where other people believe totally different things. And you don't experience that as much in the U.S. I mean, you do, but in a place like India where so many religions were born and seeing how passionately some people have their faiths or hold their faith really made me try to understand why I believed what I believed on my own and why it was right and what these people believed wasn't. I think one of the conversations I had with somebody in India, it was with a Tibetan Buddhist monk. And one of the things he said was that religion is a question. And he says that you have your question and I have my question. And if we're truly seeking the right answer, that are truly seeking a true answer, that we'll come to the same conclusion eventually. And I thought that was pretty profound. And um, I think that God will, if we're seeking, if we're asking those questions truthfully, will uh, reveal the truth for us eventually, whether we're coming from a Tibetan Buddhist background or a Christian background, he will show himself to us when we're truly seeking. And I think God did eventually in my early 20s, you know, show himself to me to be more than just, you know, my parents' religion, but uh um, a personal religion for me, a personal uh, savior to me. Okay, so that's 
Wow, that's interesting. So in your early 20s is kind of when that solidified for you. Uh, but you are now in your 40s, mm-hmm. which, yes. which means you are, you're in your midlife. Yeah, you'll <laughs> so, be there soon too. <laughs> where are you now in your faith journey? Um, I think that you still, I mean, it's never a straight shot. You never, I think having questions is a good thing. And I don't think you ever know all the answers. I mean, I wouldn't want to uh, follow somebody or or, uh, I wouldn't trust somebody who thought they had all the answers. And I definitely don't have all the answers. Um, Wait, can I pause you right there? I'm just so glad that I have this on recording so that I can replay that back to you the next time you have an <laughs> argument. <laughs> well, I'm talking, I'm, I'm talking, I'm thinking spiritual and religious wise. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm I, kidding. <laughs> when it comes to uh, Scrabble and, and uh, trivia, then that's the story. Yeah. Trivia. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I totally interrupted you. Continue. Uh, but yes, as a 42 year old, I know that there's a lot more that I don't know than I do know. Um, but I do know that God has blessed me and um, I wouldn't be where I was without uh, him. Yeah. Yep. Is there a person or life event that has significantly influenced your faith journey? I know you did mention the Tibetan monk, but uh, I don't know if there was somebody, somebody or something else that came to mind? I was thinking about this question on my run today, and it's, I think it's pretty easy to pinpoint the one person who has had the most impact and the one event that have had the most impact, um, but it's hard to talk about just that one person or that one event because there's so many and you're just a collection of all those. The one, I mean, the one person is clear, it's definitely my mom. Um, her mm-hmm. faith has been so strong throughout my life and has, you know, uh, I think that her faith has uh, filled in gaps when I've, when my faith has floundered in my life. But I think a lot of what I understand about God, I learned from her and a lot about prayer and, and uh, persevering and just walking with God. Uh, and having a personal relationship with him. I think a lot of that I learned from her. Um, and one event, obviously, for me is the uh, loss of my father at a young age that has really shaped my faith and made me made me question a lot of what I believed um, and helped me to find the right answers and kind of given me a purpose and a drive to help other people uh, who have lost their fathers or never had a father or, um, or even just to be the father that I am to my kids. Mm-hmm. Well, you are a pretty amazing dad. I can vouch for that one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And do you have a story that, uh, kind of an example or something that you experienced in your life when you knew that, God was real? I think that the moments that I've known God was real the most are the ones where I've been 
at my lowest and hopeless and having no faith in myself that God has shown through. I don't know that I've never had that burning bush experience where I heard God speak or that, um, you know, he showed me a vision of himself or anything like that. But I think that for me, what's made God most real is that when I have been at my lowest points, he has come through and been, been able to bridge the gap for me and fill in where I failed. Uh, and I think an example of that would be when I met you, um, I was coming off of one of the lowest points in my life and a rough time and I lost all hope in myself and God said, no, I'm not done. <laughs> you know, I don't, uh, I'm not giving up on you. You know, I still have faith in you. I believe in you and, and uh, I met you and he's like, this is, here's an amazing beautiful woman and you know i believe that you guys together are going to be something special and you know and so i think that it was those moments where you know all right i'm done i'm i'm without hope and then he comes through and says wait i i'm not giving up i i have something more for you well i i think that like you no know, 16 years later I've done my share to try to mess it up and he's still come through, you know, and it's in those moments where I can't do it myself that I realize, you know, you know, I'm not alone and that God is real and he's here. Yeah. I was going to say, and here we are 16 years later and you know what? It is a wonder that we even got married because when I met you, I know you, you know, you say, you said you were at one of the lowest points in your life. I mean, I didn't know anything about you. But you had a severe case of pink eye. And, you know, I'm just going to say it. You had BO, okay? You had body odor because you had run out of deodorant and you didn't buy yourself anymore because you had no money. And you had come from India. (laughs) You brought back pink eye and a stinky backpack. And that is how I met you. And, and, Lo and behold, we got married four months later. I don't even know. That's a miracle in, in some way. <laughs> don't you agree? <laughs> yes, but I, I mean, I think that uh, I was coming off of uh, being culturally appropriate. And part of living in Delhi is having pink eye and stinking. So are you I was just, just defending. Are you just defending <laughs> the state, the physical state that you were in? <laughs> I stayed in hostels with some people that were way worse than me. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I love you. Okay. What is one question you have for God? Well, I, I mean, theologically, I'm fascinated by the ideas of time and death and, and what does it mean that God conquered death and, you know, being a nurse and being around death and seeing people die in those moments I just think there's so much about death and that that event and and the minutes after you die and where you go and what happens when you're in your way to heaven and stuff that it's just that's theologically what I would like to know because I think we don't understand exactly or nearly what it means when the Bible talks about God defeating death and um 
So I'll, that is one of the things I would like. But if I'm being honest and not theological, the one most pressing thing that I would ask God is, what does my dad think? What is he saying right now? What is he up in heaven you know, talking about? And what does he think about me? Those kind of things. Mm. Sounds like you have a question for your dad. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Both. Yeah, for sure. I'm curious about that too. I have a good, I have an idea though. I know he's proud of you and I know that he's really happy with how you turned out because you're pretty amazing. Okay. So let's wrap this up. I have four more questions. I'm going to ask you kind of one right after the other quick answer. Uh, the first one is what is something good that's come out of this crazy quarantine time for you? For me, the quarantine, the quarantine has not uh, adjusted my life as much as maybe some people. I'm still going to work every day. I'm still, you know, interacting with a lot of my friends because I work with them. But, you know, the chance to help my kids at school a little bit more and to be around my kids and uh, when I'm not working has been a, a positive of it. And I think that another positive has been people's understanding and uh, bringing it to light, you know, kind of the psychological battle that nurses and healthcare workers go through. And obviously with COVID it's, it's magnified and people are dealing with death, but that's something that uh, us as nurses and healthcare workers deal with even before COVID is, you know, somebody dying and having to go straight to the next thing. And I, I love that people, are able to kind of understand that a little bit more and, and uh, it's not always easy. And if you know somebody who's a healthcare worker and, and uh, a nurse, then um, I think it kind of is a positive that's coming out of this, that people kind of have a better idea of some of the stuff that happens in the hospital. Yeah, for sure. I can see that. Okay, what is your go-to order from your favorite restaurant in the Tri-Cities? Well, in the Tri-Cities, I would say, you know, I love Indian food, but I'm not a huge fan of the Indian food here. So I would pick probably Foodies or Foodies 2, the blue cheeseburger, or is it called the black and blue burger, and then a local IPA. I was going to say, you're probably going to order a beer with that, right? Yes. <laughs> right, Trejo's Tacos and their Tacos Alpha store is pretty good, too. But I would probably go with the Black and Blue Burger and an IPA. Okay, sounds good. We should get that this weekend. Okay, support small businesses. Okay, uh, next question. What is the title of the last book you read? The last book I finished was The Institute by Stephen King. Is it a long one? It's not as long as some of his other ones. I think in his old age, he doesn't write quite as long of books. Okay. But it's still decent length. Okay. It's not like one of those 1,500 pages books that you just recently read? <laughs> no, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. And this is the very last question for today. What is one thing that's bringing you joy right now? 
seeing your face on this computer screen. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious because I cannot see your face. I can't even yeah. see my own face. I've probably yes. been making all kinds of expressions during this conversation. But well, more, was- more seriously. Um, what? That I wasn't was- your real answer? <laughs> no, it, it definitely is one answer. But <laughs> more seriously, on a deeper level, I would say that my kids, being the age they are, especially my 12-year-old, all three of them, but my 12-year-old, having conversations that are almost like having a conversation with an adult, not really, but like, you know, able to converse and have deeper conversations and talk about things that we both like. And it's not the same as having a conversation with, you know, a five-year-old. I'm just loving that, having these conversations. I mean, going back to losing my father, I didn't know what it was like to have a dad after the age of 11. And so part of me was afraid to, of what would happen as a father of somebody who was over the age of 11, but I'm loving uh, that kind of relationship that you get to have with your older kids. Yes, that is so beautiful. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to have this interview with me on this podcast. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. And I'm sure the listeners will appreciate getting to know you a little bit better. So thank you, Tony. You're welcome. And I will see you soon. All right. Love you. (laughs) I love you too. Well, there you go. There was the interview with the man of my dreams. And I hope you enjoyed getting to know a little bit more about the one and only Tony Jones. I hope you enjoyed listening to this conversation. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any of these stories that help us connect with each other right here in the Tri-Cities.